to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. This is Ash. I am joined by G-Men. Hey, guys. And Nat. Hello. And I know I say this every podcast, but I think we have a good roster of discussion items for today. We've got some new music to talk about. We've got another Twitter rant from Jay Park. Got rumors, news, and gossip. So let's get started. Let's start off with what's currently playing and what we're listening to. So what have you guys been listening to in terms of K-pop songs recently? Or any music, actually? Well, Nat, do you want to go? No, you can go first. It's okay. Because I have a lot. So, you sure? Yeah, it's all good. Okay. So, I'm going to go um, all the way back to the bottom of my playlist. So, I went on like a listening spree so that I could clean up like what's going on in my phone situation. And so, basically, what I have been listening to in that process um, in terms of K-pop, um, of course, um, I need... I need you. No, I need somebody. I need someone. I don't know. Honestly, I forgot the English title. It's a day six song. Um, Y'all know what I'm talking about because I talked about it last episode. Middle of the Night is an English track by by Monster X that came out late last year. I hopped on that way. Thanks to Ash and Nat. I mentioned that last episode too, I think. Um, Back to You by Temin. That was on his Move album. Go check that out. That's a nice little acoustics joint if y'all, if you guys like things like that. Um, Day and Night by Temin. That was on the Move repackage. I think it's called Moving, which I, I, I don't know. Points for Creativity, SM? I, I don't know. Um, Heat by Luna. Um, I don't really have much to say about that. I, I mean, I know like I'm not, I'm kind of off the tropical vibe, but that song is pretty good. Um, I did listen to I Say by Shiny. Um, that was on, I believe, their, um, Ash, what's the album called? Story of Light series. Um, but I haven't listened to it a lot because it's kind of a sad song. Um, and then there's this song, okay? I don't, it doesn't have an, I don't know if it has an English title. I think it does. But Tebby performed it like during some it was either on a music show like you guys know like the countdown shows or what do they call like the um um m countdown or like yeah those types of shows like the weekly countdown shows yeah yeah. he either performed it on one of those or he performed it on a music festival because i remember he performed that song and then he turned around and performed with jimmy from bts they did um a mashup of Jimin's Lie and um, Shiny's, um, I, I want to say Shiny's One of One. Um, but yeah, the song is called, I'm not going to say the Korean title because most people probably wouldn't even know it, but just Google Temi and Jimin performance and then it'll probably come up. Um, one and only you. Now I have to ask you guys about this song. Do you guys remember a song that Gossip and did with Hyolin? Yeah, yeah, I have it on my phone. Yeah, how did I forget about that song? 
because it was like it they mentioned it sort of like in a promotional manner but then as soon as it dropped they stopped talking about it <laughs> I, know I know that was so it, I mean I just literally remember the song dropping and then that's it like I hadn't heard and and at the time I didn't realize that the Hilding that they collabed with was uh Nat's fave yeah from Sistar yeah I didn't realize that because I didn't because I was like I thought she was some like random JYP artist because <laughs> I like that I don't think they had a music video for that so. no 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 it literally was like they promoted it like a couple times and then it dropped and then that was it. <laughs> yeah. It's a decent song though. It is. I, I ended up keeping it. I ended up keeping it. It's not downloaded to my phone, but like it's in my streaming. Um, of course, Prison by Shiny, replay, P- but not replay by Shiny, but replay PM127 or 127 by NCT 127. Check that out. That was on their regular, irregular album. That is a really good, if you like a nice little, it's like a vibe. It's, I, I want to say it's like house genre. If you like that, then that, that's for you. Um, love scenario, <laughs> snuck into my playlist. Um, Serendipity by BTS Jimin. Tempo by EXO. I only listened to it once, but needless to say, I didn't take it off my phone. So apparently I remembered liking it. Uh, View by Shiny, um, 180 Degrees by Ben, Home by BTS, Run Back to You by NCT 127. That's another song I only listened to a couple of times, but um, in terms of this last round of listening to all the songs on my phone, but if you like a little eclectic bop, that's one for you. Um, Stylish by Luna, Satellite by Luna, Regular, the English version by NCT127, Move by Temin, um, Stoneheart by Temin, Thirsty by Temin. What is that song by 101? It's in, I know the Korean name, but can you guys help me out with the English name? The one that we put on our um, top 25? I oh, is it like energetic or something like that? I don't think it's energetic. I it's, don't know any one songs. Destiny, Spring Breeze, One's Place, Flower Bomb, One Love, Deeper, Hide and Seek, Awake, Twelve Star, Pine Tree, Beautiful. Uh, let's see if there's anything else that they released. Oh, it was it was called Light, Light, Light. Oh, maybe it's a different album than this one. Okay. Oh, yeah, Light. Yeah, it's a good song. Um, it made our like top like. 25 songs of the decade or something like that. Um, and then, of oh, course, yeah. huh? Oh, no, no, go. Sorry. And then these songs, for some reason, I've been, the next the next songs I'm about to name, it's a lot, y'all. I'm sorry, but I had to tell you all of them because I haven't been really doing my, you know, currently listening to very well. Um, Lili Liabai by Seventeen, that song even without the performance video, it, it actually goes. I really like that song. So y'all wanna, might want to check that out. It's by Seventeen's performance team. Um, of course, Black Swan, That'll Forever Be a Bop. Uh, uh, what's that song by TXT? Crown, their debut song. Y'all roasted me for liking that song, but that little song is cute. So I'm not about to um, change it up just because y'all roasted me. Um, Body Talk by Red Velvet, of course. Um, and then there's this song. It's a K-hip-hop song. So I know I'm probably going to get roasted for this by Nat, but it's called Skip and Kiss by CK. And I remember talking about it a long time ago on a podcast. That song is still good, like two years later. So yeah, I would check that out. Um, Too Fast by Super M. 
um what what is uh uh don't want to cry by 17 i was thinking of the english name if i by 17's um hip-hop team i guess that's what they're called it's their rap line um decalcomania by it's the demo that jungkook released last year i've been listening to that home by 17 which also i think made our top 100 or maybe it was just outside of it i don't remember exactly seesaw by bts sugar um ego is by luna colors by luna and then we go up by nct dream that song is so cute and i've been listening to that go by nct dream that song goes check it out back to you aka am 127 by nct 127 check that out for sure actually i think ash and that we're gonna have to check that out on the show because i think you guys will like that song just my personal opinion because i know y'all don't give you nct a chance but i think y'all like that song um magic island by txt fancy by twice um, Pie Piper by BTS. And then for my last K-pop track that I've really been listening to, Nat, you might scream when I say it. So you can go ahead and unmute your mic so that you can get ready to scream. I'm ready. When I say it. I'm ready. I've been listening to Fiance by, by <laughs> <laughs> I got you a body talk and now I got you a fiance. <laughs> that's literally, I, I, I swear, I kid you not, like, that's like, I have played that song, I think, more than almost all the other the K-pop songs. Yes. So, it's a good song. Yes. And, and you know what? Like, when it first came out, I really, really was not feeling it. But then, yeah. like, something about when we listened to it again to do our ranking for the top 25 of the decade or whatever, yeah. something about it was like, this song is actually really good. <laughs> Which is funny because Ash hates that song. So, but never said I never said I hated it. It's just not my a strong dislike. It's more like indifference. Indifference. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Um, that's the K-pop, and then in terms of the um, like Western music I've been listening to, the main song I've been having on repeat. You guys have got to check this artist out. Um, his name is Pink Sweats. That's his stage name. He's got a song called Body Ain't Me. Y'all have got to check that out. Like I for think, real. I think I actually have that phone, that song on my um um on my iTunes maybe or I've heard it before of the 20 of 2019 uh YouTube videos. I think they mentioned it and I meant to put it on here but Body Ain't Me, right? Is what you said it was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is, I'll give it a try. Yeah, no, I think you guys have got to check that out. Check him out as an artist like He's got a lot of like vibey songs, like I'll say. Um, definitely not club music, but it's like chill music, you know, kind of in the same vein as like SZA and her and like those kind of artists. So, okay. yeah, so that's what I've been listening to. I know it was a lot, um, but I definitely recommend you guys listen to NCT 127 or 127, however you say it. And um, 17 in terms of K-pop, like I notice a lot of the songs <clears throat> on my phone um, come from those two groups and I don't know why. So there you go. Uh, so for me, it probably won't be that long. <laughs> what have I been listening to? So Luna's Eclipse, Dreamcatcher's Deja Vu. And there was another song that I was kind of listening to in tandem with those two songs. Uh, what was it? Oh, Closer by... 
oh my girl. I've been listening to Dun Dun by Everglow. I've been listening to Mino's Fiance. I've been listening to Fancy's Why and uh, Zico's Auntie. And what else have I been listening to? If it pops up, I've been listening to Fancy too, like, you know, on YouTube suggestions and things like that. But outside of that, uh, oh, what I have actually been listening to a lot more on my phone and not more like, not really like on YouTube and things like that is Wavy's Love Talk. I am oh yeah with this song. I think I told you, German, last week. Yeah. I have been listening to the song almost every day because <laughs> it's such a good song. It kind of reminds me of like Jodeci and their freak, freaking you and stuff like that. Like that era. I don't know. Like it, obviously it is a lot cleaner <laughs> than what Jodeci was giving us, but <laughs> it still reminds me of that kind of vibe. So I really love wavy's um love talk oh i've been listening to also uh double s 301 and their song your man because i just discovered it on youtube sorry on um apple music because i couldn't find it for the longest time so i could only listen to the song on youtube but i discovered it on apple music so now i've like been sort of making up for last time because i love that it's like it's kind of a corny typical boy band song but i love it so much i just i don't know why i love it it's just such a good song like everything like the melody, the, the the instrumental, the singing, the rapping, the dance moves, and that music video is so dated. I don't know. I just really love it. So I've been listening to that a lot. And then in terms of non-K-pop, I've been listening to... Wait, did you just say NCT? Wavy. Yeah. No, you said something about was something that was dated. Oh, no. That's double S 301. Oh, I don't care no more. I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. I care. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. So I will say that... Because I was listening to NCT Wavy, if they say it like they literally just say Wavy, they never say okay, NCT. Sure. Okay, but because of that, YouTube did recommend. What did I listen to? I listened to Regular again, and it was better this time that I listened to it. So actually, like I, I wouldn't say that I went back to listen to it, but it's not like I listened to it and I was like, oh, this is a shitty song or whatever. I actually really liked it when I listened to it again. Uh, what else did they play? Oh, you know what? I have been listening to The Seventh Sense a lot as well too. <laughs> because that is just I mean perfect perfection you know it is what it is what other I think Cherry Bomb I think I listened to a bit as well too so I have been listening to some more NCT maybe I'll move on to B-sides and see how I feel about those now but well uh, I mean of course as an I suspect that you're an intellectual so (laughs) I would suspect that you would go ahead and take that dive um, yeah. If not, I, I will definitely revoke your intellectual status. Okay, keep going. Uh, actually, I will say that I have been re-listening to Jopping lately, and it sounds much better than I remember it sounding. <laughs> I, I, I am Sorry? No, I, I just find that so funny. I don't know what it was, but like it would, because you know, like, at, like I was telling you, but I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast, but like at work sometimes, you know, I'll just have like a music mix going on in the background because YouTube like goes by your rec- what you listen to and they recommend playlists. So I'll just like pop my headphones in and put it on and sort of just like, like I'll have it playing in the background while I'm doing my work. And they, um, <clears throat> they, they recommend all like songs that I listen to and also, but songs from this, those artists that I maybe don't check for. So like Japan came up a lot because I had, uh, Timmins press your number actually, which is something else I was listening to a lot last week. And they had uh, 
Seven Cents and Wavy. So of course they would play Jotting as well too. I mean, it's completely connected. And I was just like, this song is a good song. Like, <laughs> I mean, we roasted it because it's corny, but it's like, it has not aged at all. I feel like it has gotten better. Like I kind of feel that. Yeah, I, I feel where you're coming from. I don't know what it is, but it's just, it sounds so good now. And I'm just like, like wanting to listen to it. Obviously like Too Fast is still <laughs> top tier, but yeah. that song is, is definitely doing it. Oh, and obviously like Tempo by EXO. I mean, let's be real. That's, that's like that and Overdose. Those are my top tier EXO. Like that, well, Ashi and also Call Me Baby. Those three would be probably be like my top tier EXO songs, but Tempo is definitely something that comes up a lot too on these playlists and I really 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 enjoy it what I did notice and I think I also mentioned this to you last week maybe someone else there was like a lot of super junior songs that were coming up on these playlists oh yeah you did say that I was kind of surprised about it because I mean I don't really look for super junior music you know like not like not every day anyways and if I do it's you is usually the only song that I listen to but like I would say like they were, I was seeing Super Junior every like fifth song and I had to like delete it from the playlist because I was like, listen, I don't want to listen to this. I don't want to listen to this. I might listen to Devil, but I don't want to listen to this. So it was kind of strange to be honest, but uh, I I think it's like the algorithm or whatever. So I have definitely fixed that where the Super Junior will not be as prevalent. Thank God. Uh, but yeah, those are the songs. I've been listening to a lot more boy groups than girl groups lately which is not it's not like me at all uh because i've been also still listening to a tease and an astro so it, it is very very strange that if you look at my playlist they're pretty much all boy groups right now because <laughs> that's that's what i've been feeling lately i guess i don't know um, hey boy groups do have like i mean I, I i i know you don't usually listen to them but i mean they do have like there are good boy group songs like it, really good boy group songs so like I, I'm not, I wouldn't take that as like a slight on your music taste. I think it's not no, a bad no. thing. No, it's no, all I mean, trash groups. Like, <laughs> <laughs> No, it's fine. Like, it's just, as I said, it's more unlike me because mm-hmm. I'm like, I usually don't listen to so many boy groups. And if I do, it's like, I'll listen to, sh- to Shinwa like all day or I'll listen to Big Bang all day, you know, more so than such a wide diversity of boy groups or boy or male artists, you know? Um, like if we include Mino and uh, Fancy, uh, sorry, and uh, and uh, Zico and um, Fancy Child and stuff like that, like it's it's totally unlike me. <laughs> so it was kind of strange, but I'm I'm just rolling with it. Like you know, flavor right now, right? Uh, in terms of non-K-pop, I've been listening to uh, One Direction. Very strange. Uh, but I don't know. I Girl, like, what songs have you been listening to? Now I need to know. Okay, so I was listening to More Than That. I was listening to... More Than uh, This, maybe? More Than This, yeah. Sorry, that's the name of the song. I was Taste. listening to uh, Kiss You. I was listening oh. to uh, You and I, which is actually my favorite Wonder song. What else have I listened to? Oh, Dua Lipa's um, Don't Start Now. Which Time is- for me to mute. <laughs> I ain't got nothing nice to say so oh I love that song I like the disco vibes alone are just like perfection so I've been listening to that a lot as well like normal like I've been listening to like Kevin Garrett like always and I've been listening to uh I guess folk music with Mumford and Sons and, and you somebody oh 
See, Kings of That's Leon. That's my favorite song from them. I basically have all their albums um, on my thing. Them between them and like Mumford and Sons, I'm like a huge, huge fan. And uh, with Kings of Leon, uh, I think By the Nights was the name of that album, and that was like Sex on Fire. You somebody. No I don't kid. like Sex on Fire. Really, that was the first song from them that I heard, and I was just like enthralled i was just like who are these people i need to know everything and from there i've been like a huge 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 fan. Around, yeah <laughs> only by the name sorry that's the name of the album and closer closer is actually my favorite song from kings of leon so <laughs> um and that my list is not gonna be as long as jimmy's <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry guys i'm sorry i just like for me when i start talking about music i can just like it's it's just word vomit i guess in some ways because it's just like everything you know like i've listened to muse i've been listening to keen the killers coldplay uh it's just everything um because i've been just making a whole bunch of playlists and i have tons of playlists on my phone so uh i've just sort of been alternating between them and i listened to like 80s music yesterday so as you can see i am musically everywhere <laughs> but yes that's it for me ask what you've been listening to well, there is one song that I have went back to since the last time we met. And I was even surprised by my Good. choice in music. If you say Pentagon, I'm a... <laughs> now I need to know. It was Dr. Baby. Pentagon! Wow. It was Dr. Baby. I, it, to be fair, it appeared on one of my YouTube like music list it was on youtube music where they have like the little list they curate for you and it was like one of like two k-pop songs on the list and i listened to it again because it was on the list and it's i mean despite the title of the song it's, it's not so bad i mean it gives me like throwback early 2000s pop tees and yeah, I'm not gonna roast you. Actually, like <laughs> I feel that because I I think Pentagon they make some cute music. I mean, not a lot, not even more than once, but they did at one. They did one song that was good. So, <laughs> I mean, it's not like the best song, but I just like I felt it. You know, I was like, okay, I, I kind of want to listen to this. So, you know, I was a big boy band girl in the like early 2000s so it's like it fills a void for me in some respects so that was my one pick from the past week or so all right so for comebacks uh anybody have anything to say about any of the mvs we saw any of the comebacks that we watched together or any of the teasers we've seen well well, I was going to say, let's just like kind of talk about some of the comebacks that have already happened. So, so far, we've in the month of February that I can remember since our last episode, I should say, we've had Cart Comeback, Pentagon, Masta X, and Eyes One. I'm pretty sure it's Eyes One when I read the Hangul. I, I know Nat is a huge Cart stand. Um, Ash is a huge Pentagon stand. What did you guys think of their comeback? Okay. <laughs> I did not like it. I have listened to it exactly one time. I am only awaiting Dreamcatcher's comeback tomorrow, I believe. We'll see. I haven't listened to the new Monster X English album. Um, actually, I'll probably try to listen to it tomorrow or later today. Um, because I do like 
who you love minus the French Montana on it. So I'm hoping that the rest of their English music is as good as that. Well, what did well, you think of Middle of the Night? Because that was English from Monster X. Yeah, I haven't listened to any of the Monster X. Like, the new Middle of the Night came out last year. Oh, is that the one with um, Steve Aoki? Aoki or Aoki? They had a Steve Aoki track? Yeah, we watched it on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, like, it's, it's like a vibey song. Yeah. You I remember, remember that one. That one was pretty good. I, I, I actually like remember liking everything that uh, Monster X released last year in English. So I probably yeah. did like that. Okay. So, not the Korean, but the English. Yes. <laughs> I agree. Ash, did you, you, you mentioned it was pretty good. Did you like it? Oh, what? Oh, I was talking about the Steve Aoki oh, the Steve track, Aoki. but I haven't heard Monster. I do have some teas on like public, like, well, K-pop fans or international K-pop fans response to the album, but um, I haven't listened to it myself. Okay. Do you have any, I know you mentioned you like, you know, you were vibing to the Pentagon song. Did you listen to their whole um, album? I actually listened to another song of theirs, Asteroid, which was okay. I didn't like it as much as Dr. BB. I feel like, though, with Pentagon that I mean, it's not like revolutionary or anything for them, but the direction that they're going is probably the best for them since getting rid of Edon, trying not to replicate what he did because you know, he obviously had a very specific sound and, you know, he had a specific way of producing and putting together songs that gave them a very distinctive sound in the beginning. And since losing him, it's probably best to separate themselves from that as much as possible. So I think going in this super pop direction, while it's not ideal i think but nobody i don't say nobody else is doing it because i mean there's somebody doing the the retro pop thing i'm sure but i think it's a good direction for them to go into i think it's better than trying to replicate the past so yeah matt do you agree with that i'm kind of just like you know when you feel like you are so in tune with what you like musically and then you realize you don't know anything I feel like that's how I am with music right now so (laughs) yes what about the NCT 127 teasers I have not seen those but the topic list says teasers are lit so I'm assuming that the teasers are good yes girl so the teasers (laughs) okay like you guys know how I can get. So the teasers look really, really good. I mean, in I, I believe from the teasers, they're trying to go for like that retro concept. You know, like at the beginning of the year, they had like a little gift song for the fans that was like, um, like it looked like it was like a 90s R&B set. It was a voice to men music video with like how members are in NCT. That's basically, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I get the vibe that they're going to do that, and I and you know, SM kind of has a habit of doing that with their groups. I mean, they had EXO's comeback last year was basically a tribute to the '90s, and then Shiny had a tribute to the '90s uh, with um, One of One. So, or you know, '90s R&B. So, um, I I could see that. I think that that's the vibe they're going for, but I think they're going for more of 
more of an edgier version like because you know how like 90s r&b you had like your smooth r&b you had your new jack swing and then you had your more like um like almost like hip-hop you know what i mean like bobby brown yeah but like bobby brown was still like harder yeah like a little harder than bobby brown like i don't even know where i would classify Mary J. Blige, kind yeah, of. like probably Mary. Yeah, like Mary J. Blige actually would be like, like her a first good. album. What's the four one one? Yeah, What's yeah, the like, yeah. Her entire styling, actually, everything that Bad Boy did with like the the styling of their artists in that area. Well, Misa Hilton really it wasn't. I mean, she was the stylist for Bad Boy. Um, like yeah. NCT One Two Seven is like taking that same style. Um, so. I'm interested to see what they do with it just because I like that kind of music. Um, and I feel like if out of all of the K-pop groups today, like the the fourth gen, I should say, or third, late third gen, early fourth gen, NCT has the vocals to do it. Like there's honestly, there's no fourth gen group that's like touching NCT vocally. So I'm interested to see about that. So yeah, the teasers are really good. Do y'all want to watch it? Oh, I didn't know they actually had like two. Those it's like it's saw, like, like one minute and thirty seconds. It's not long. Okay, we can. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, it kind of reminds me. Um, like just talking about like the concepts and stuff like that. Limitless, because Limitless mm-hmm. itself was very like early '90s sort of uh, vibe. Like it wasn't as musically, but visually it was with like the army outfits and they had like, I don't know if it was the style that they recorded it, kind of came across like it was a, a regular video recorder, that whole vibe itself and vocals, like especially the harmonies on it. I, it kind of gave me that feel as well too. This one seems like it's a more polished version of that. Like that was kind of childish. This, what I've been seeing lately on, on um, Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. seems like it's a lot more, not quite adult cause they still kind of look like babies, but you know, <laughs> definitely a bit more polished. If you're going to look for that, I guess I will. Talk about that. Yeah, the other comebacks. Uh, I mean, the elephant in the room is BTS is coming back at the end of the week. Why is that the elephant? <laughs> because people get mad when we do talk about BTS. Well, we kind of have to because, you know, it, it's it's K-pop and BTS is a huge aspect of K-pop. Guys, yes. yeah, like we can't not talk about them. Like it's just not going to happen. And then, you know, you get mad because we do, and we're not like fawning over them, I guess. And it's just like, that's why I kind of feel like not apprehensive, but also, but kind of in a sense, because, you know, you can't always say good things about everybody, you know, <laughs> but we're not here. Like, okay, I'm going to go on record. We're not here to malign anybody except for Jay Park. <laughs> i mean we did call our like when we were doing our categories we were like that's a j park <laughs> like, so, yeah i kind of agree with that i mean and we okay i want to make it clear we are not trying to be malicious to j park like no. in a like you know mean-spirited way just out for no reason i feel like j park does and says a lot of messed up stuff and i feel like it is within our rights of freedom of speech to be able to criticize and react to what he's saying especially like when he especially because he has this whole era of like almost like he thinks he's no he he knows black culture better than we do or you know what i mean like it's just kind of strange to me but absolutely i mean if jay park seems like from by all accounts by like actual black people who have been in korea and stuff like that they actually like Jay Park and they say he's a cool dude who like 
you know, has always like a really positive attitude and, and a good vibe. So, I mean, I'm sure that Jay Park is not really intentionally trying to be that dude. But as you said, like he does. He is that dude, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, and that's the unfortunate part about it. Right. Uh, but he does say things that are inflammatory and just straight up wrong. And yeah, we should be able to criticize that. Yeah. And, and, and as that extends to BTS, um, when, I, I, I think I kind of want to make a clarification, at least on my behalf. I'm not speaking for anybody else. Yeah. I critique BTS because I actually think that they are talented and I think that they are sort of above what they've been putting out musically. I critique, critique armies on army behavior. I critique really any fan base on their behavior. I mean, it's not just armies. It's just that armies are the most visible, right? Um, because all fandoms have trash people. I mean, we've spent entire episodes talking about twice fans who are stalkers. You know, yeah. like it's not, I think armies sometimes take it a little personally, which I get, but at the same time, it's not only armies <laughs> that get this critique. No. Um, and we critique ourselves, even as, like I said, as individuals, we know that some sometimes in the past on our podcast we may have said something that later on we thought about it and we were like oh i don't you know maybe i need to clarify what i said or maybe i need to you know what i mean apologize or whatever may be the case and we are not above that however i don't think that means that like we should automatically stop critiquing like idol culture and k-pop culture you know i, I think that would be disingenuous that's not what our podcast is about we we like to be honest and have fun but and we also like to be nice and like you know what i mean we also like we like to like things i mean yeah. literally we stand we sit up here and we stand a group that y'all still keep sleeping on k tiger zero i don't know why y'all keep sleeping on them but we're trying to we're trying to uh, do our best out here to do the good to do good work so um yeah please don't take it personally um and i guess that's why like you know nat mentioned that Anytime we talk about BTS, it's the elephant in the room because either people don't want us to talk about it or if we do talk about it or they want us, like, if we don't talk about it, it's like, oh, y'all don't talk about BTS. But if we do talk about it, it's why isn't everything you say about BTS absolutely perfect? You know? Yes. And that's the thing. Like, we, we come on here to have fun, but we also come on here to be honest. And even if that honesty means a couple episodes later, you know, we're like, oh, you know, I thought this song was crap, but now I like it. Or, you know, I didn't think this group was talented or whatever. And now, you know, I'm seeing the light. Like, those are things that we have come on here and, and said as well, too. Like, these are things we're honest about because we are people. Yeah. <laughs> to change our minds. Hello. Uh, but as you can tell, we do love talking about things that we love to talk about. That's why we had like a two hour episode about Super M and their mini album, <laughs> you know, like. I mean, yeah, if we, I put it like this too, like, I know that Ash and Nat, I don't know, I'm not necessarily speaking for them, but I will say that on our podcast, we don't really talk about things that we don't want to talk about in some respect. Yes. So to me, you, that's kind of a compliment to a lot of these artists that we do kind of, obviously, if we're talking about something you did that was trash, like, that's totally different. Like, like the Sungry situation, that's totally different. But if we're talking about your comeback or we're talking about, you know what I mean? Like, we're trying to, we're inquiring about this, those sorts of things. 
I think that, that you could almost you could take that as us saying, well, we do want to talk about this. We're interested in this. This is a topic that we feel like um, our listeners are interested in as well. So, yeah, I think don't take it the wrong way. Right, Nat? Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's the thing. Like we we go through like what's what's popping in, pop, in K-pop, but we don't talk about everything, as you guys probably notice, because there's certain things that we're just not interested in talking about. And I mean, if you guys want us to talk about something, then you can message us and we'll definitely give it a try. Like we're totally open to listening to things, watching things. And if you want to hear our opinion on it. But at this point, we can only go by what we want to talk about, what we're enthused about. And what we want to maybe work towards liking better, if if that's also the case. Because I mean, I I'm not obviously like a huge BTS fan, but there's something there in the group that I think could, you know, maybe work for me be- a bit better. And so I'm when they dropped Black Swan, I was there listening to it, and I you know I do like the song. It's hard. <laughs> it can be kind of hard because you don't want to be too negative, but also you want to be honest about something about these things. And these topics and and, and if that honestly just happens to be negative, then anyways, you guys, you guys know how to hit us up. If you yeah, have. I mean, people have in the past like requested us talk about different things, and, and we have, or like requested to feature on the show or something like that. And you know, we see what we can do to make that happen. So, yeah, it's 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 in your hands, guys. Yeah. So yeah. So now that we have like had that disclaimer, yes. Um. I don't know how I don't honestly in terms of being excited for the comeback I was like like a couple weeks ago but you know how like when you feel like something just kind of drags on and it like yes. takes too long yes I and, think their album had ready to be honest with you yeah I feel like sometimes when these companies promote albums and it's not just like a BTS thing it's like a music industry thing yes. like it, sometimes it's it's strange because the only album I can remember that was dropped like like either you have to you have to drop it at a perfect time like you can't start promoting months before which unfortunately like big hit kind of started teasing this months ago with the tour thing but you also can't just do it like the day of unless i mean you're like beyonce or (laughs) and you can just drop an album and then everybody listens to it you know what i mean um but you have to find that perfect spot because you don't want people to get bored but you also want people to be prepared so that they have the money to be able to buy the album so I, I I still want to hear what what's gonna come out. Black Swan was good, and like other songs have been really decent. Like I, I mean, Black Swan is definitely on my playlist. I talk about it every episode, so I'm interested. I think my excitement is more so for NCT right now, though, because NCT, I think they just kind of SM just kind of had the promotion schedule that was like a little bit of a better promotion schedule to me. It wasn't as drawn out with like all these side projects. It just kind of getting to the point <laughs> sort of thing. I don't know. What do you think, Ash, Nat? Oh, no. I was just going to say that, uh, I mean, SM has really great Black producers. So I'm sure the song for NCT 127 will be good. So. So I what what, what about like, because... When I mentioned NCT, I just mentioned in the sense that, like, I feel like their promotion for this, their upcoming album has been more digestible than BTS's promotion. And that's why I'm more excited for their album. So oh. do you feel like promotion has hmm. something to, do you feel how big of a role do I feel, do you feel it plays with, like, comebacks and, like, the timing of the comeback? 
I mean, I think it can. It depends on the group. Like, I think with BTS, at this point, for the fans, it doesn't really matter what they do. They could give them crumbs and, you know, do True. whatever. And But, you know, for other groups, obviously, and it depends on what market they're trying to corner as well, that that depends on what their strategy is going to be for for like promoting and i think like most k-pop groups tend to follow like the typical k-pop cycle of promotion you know they put out some teasers they put out a few um uh pictures you know from the album and they come out with the MV and usually it'll come out the same day as the actual album. And then they'll go on the music shows and wash, rinse and repeat. So, I mean, NCT 127, I'm not sure. Has it been verified whether they're going to do anything in America or anywhere else with this new? I'm not sure. And because the strange thing is, is Super M is touring right now. So I guess I'm just kind of confused about, when Taeyong and Mark are going to go back to like, when are they going to have time, I guess, to like do Super M stuff and then also do NCT 127 stuff. Like, I don't know mm. how, how those schedules align. So I don't know how that's going to work out, but um, I know that Taeyong and Mark are a part of this comeback. So it's good. They got to work it out somehow. And I, honestly, in terms of the music shows, this is going to sound really strange, but I can't remember like an international boy group doing a music show in the past year. Can you guys think of any like like I, BTS did it? Well, you know, maybe they did a music some music shows last year. I don't know. Monster X never did. I thought they were still performing. Oh, you know what? Maybe they did promote. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember do, um, the the music shows. They didn't do them long. But they did do them um, because they did uh, they did some of their B sides as well. But did it, okay. I think album. what happened is is maybe Red Velvet got um, the All Kill or something like that around the same time that BTS was promoting their album last year. Uh, okay, so they probably yeah maybe they didn't win as much as you know you would have expected then. I guess yeah. I think that's probably why I don't remember it as well. But also Super M did. Um, like a couple of, of music shows. Super into Korean music shows? Yeah, because they did, um, there were a couple that, I, I, I remember specifically them doing one. So I've seen that they might have done a couple, but it, I remember specifically them doing Jopping once um, on, I don't know if it was Music Bank or what it was, I'm gonna look it up right now, but they did do uh, one or two of these. <laughs> okay, because I, I legit do not remember like, I, in my brain, I'm racking my mind for like the last time I actually sat there and watched like an M Countdown performance or something. And the last time I watched those types of performances, I think it was twice was the very last group that I watched do a music show performance. I feel like I haven't actually watched one of those like Omona posts about like Music Bank or whatever in so long. Yeah. Uh, because I feel like all the big groups, obviously like a lot of my groups have disbanded as well, but like a lot of these big groups don't do it anymore. Yeah, like it's like they kind of do their own thing or they promote in America, honestly. I kind of see why, because I mean, from what I understand, I mean, doing the music shows is a huge grind. Mm. I mean, it's basically several times a week and you're going up there and you're performing and you're practicing. And so I think 
honestly, and it's kind of seen as something that you do to pay your dues when you're new because you have to get out there and it's the only way really that you can promote and, you know, and get known is if you get on the music show and do well and win an award. But I think even in general, even before now, like you would see the bigger groups, the bigger you get or the longer the more longevity they have. I think even before like the groups went international, you the bigger ones would still not perform as often. So yeah. I think it's a thing like once you kind of get, you know, up there, you know, you kind of are like, okay, you don't have to do the music shows as much anymore. Yeah, I actually have noticed that because I don't think I've ever seen Big Bang. I mean, I've seen them, I guess, in their younger years um, do stuff like that. But honestly, I don't think I've ever seen a Big Bang performance on like a music show in a while. Like, like they did from like Made and stuff, but it was definitely like, you know, they would do one or two, you know, special performances, you know, of like. Yeah, but wasn't it like one of those special like where it's just, you know, like because I remember um, BTS did something like that for their um, tear album where it wasn't like they went on the music show and performed, but it wasn't like they weren't part of the weekly competition. Yeah, I mean, I think they, I mean, I think they're put into the competition like if they if they are like, if they sell enough albums, they'll be eligible anyway, but they don't really go on there to compete, so to speak anymore. You know, that's why they don't, they don't bother performing week after week because they don't have to. Yeah. I think though with big bang, when they did F it and last dance, I want to say is that last song that they did. Uh, it felt more like a goodbye, we're going to the army kind of situation. And with a lot of like the really big groups, they'll, they'll do like show, like they won't do performances for everybody in the audience. They're going to have their own segment where their own fans come in and it's just, you know, blue balloons or whatever, depending on who the group is. And that's how it is. Cause that's how it was for their last comeback before they, they started the army. Um, and I, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's probably what happened with bts as well too where it it was kind of like a close set and it was just their fans and so you could see like how popular they are and you know all this and they can have room for everybody and yeah but they don't really as you said like compete with other people they're not there to like (laughs) be i don't know dream catcher or like a tease or something like they're not there you know to compete with anybody they're like they're already legends kind of in their own regard but you'll notice though when uh groups are not sort of in their prime anymore that's when they do come back and they do the full grind because like shinwa does does that seshkis does that as well so uh with their most recent comeback so it's like you hit a plateau and you know you're so huge you're so popular you get like these special perks and whatever and then you know you're not the biggest group anymore and you have to come back and you have to do every single weekly show and you have to get yourself out there and promote and you know be close to your fans and things so it is like this really interesting and weird cycle i feel like because as you mentioned no big group like blackpink did maybe two performances oh my god (laughs) you know what let's talk about blackpink for a second so i know on last episode i mentioned that i really want them to come back i feel like the, it, it's not boring right now because it's like the start of the year it, it's not su- like you know what i mean yeah. but i kind of feel like 
for some reason, they get the girls in their feelings. And I love the drama that comes with a Blackpink comeback. <laughs> I really want a Blackpink comeback. And I also feel like, I feel like their music has this weird quality to it to where I pretty much never like it. And I always think it sounds like noise. But I feel like it's strange because usually people say like, oh, usually that comment is reserved for boy groups. But I feel that way about Blackpink. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, it's like I like them, but I don't like like them music like i don't know what it is it's something about them they have it's probably the yg effect like yeah i think that's that could be what it is because it's like i feel the same way about bobby like you know how people say bobby is ugly ugly cute <laughs> yeah yeah like i'm the girls ain't ugly but i'm just saying like it's, it's that same kind of vibe where it's like why do i feel attracted to this like situation yeah yeah, well, we'll we'll talk about Blackpink's situation a little bit later. Because, oh, we will. Yeah, they're on the docket. The news. Yeah, they're on the docket. Oh, okay. So well, we'll looking we'll, forward to that. What did you guys? I, I want your guys' cold hard opinions on what was going on those uh, teasers because I got thoughts. I mean, I'm not I'll, gonna give my thoughts, but I mean, I'll wait to see the actual product because, like, right now, I'm just like. It's like they just look like they're trying to be down <laughs> at this point. And the song itself, I don't know whether I like it or not, just because that type of sound is not my thing. But that snippet that was in the teaser sounded all right. I mean, I'm sure like they'll the track will be fine. Like, and they'll oh, sound. you think that's the song? I, I mean, I don't know. Like, it just uh, sounds like something that might come off of the album. I mean, it sounds um, like what you were describing, like that 90s hip hop sound that yeah. they might be doing. So but what I listened to was like there was singing in it. So I don't know if maybe it was like a you know how like sometimes stuff leaks. I don't know if that's what it was, but it had me to it. It was on Twitter. Um, oh, OK. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. What do you think that <sighs> it was a bit too like we're trying to be down and we're trying to be hip and cool. It wasn't, it didn't really feel authentic. Yeah. I and That was where they lost me. Cause it, it, sorry to interrupt, but like, it was like kids, you know, playing dress up. That's what I kind of felt from that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and I mean, it could be also because I grew up in that time when that was, you know, mm. fresh. So <laughs> I guess it could be like an age thing, maybe, but it did feel a bit <laughs> try hard. Yeah. I I get what you what Ash was saying about co-opting back culture, but I also kind of saw some of that like, I don't want to say trailer park culture. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like there was yeah. like a, a trailer park element to it. Yeah. Um With that braided mullet especially. Yeah. It, it did feel a bit more trailer park-esque yeah kind of like um maybe this is wrong because remember i did not i was not born in the 80s so i don't know but is beastie boys kind of like that yeah it could be well beastie boys were kind of like nerdy white dudes who did hip-hop so okay. maybe like sorry vanilla ice or something yeah vanilla ice i said cypress hill too okay <laughs> i can see um, both yeah, you know, because that's kind of like in Cypress Hill, like I'm not saying that they were try hard or anything like that either, but uh, you know, they're not black 
And so, <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. Like, if you could go by like their main song, Jump Around, it was like really big on the fact that they were like, I think of Irish or Scottish descent. So there was a lot of that in, in the music videos and stuff like in, in their vibe and stuff too. So that's kind of where um, that sort of comparison came from. I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that the actual release is nothing like the tr- these trailers because I'm not a huge fan of them. But I did like Limitless, and that is kind of the same vibe that I'm sensing with this as well. So maybe I will like it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It looks like they dressed, like the dress, the the clothes and the visuals reminded me a bit of Cherry Bomb, but also mm-hmm. like the vibe reminded me of Limitless. So I'm, and I really, I do like both songs. So mm-hmm. maybe we'll see. I'm not going to judge the comeback. Off of the I don't want to. So <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely agree. So like, I will say the very first teaser, I am optimistic about that particular. I like the look. I like everything about that. Okay. That was super authentic to me. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I mean, obviously the authentic factor comes from, I mean, obviously that teaser was actually, I believe some of those words are Chinese, but I mean, it's still like taking, I mean, everybody knows that like Korea is heavily influenced by China, you know? So, I mean, they're literally historically like everything, you know, is heavily influenced by, you know, historic ancient Chinese cultures. So that felt way more authentic, of course, for obvious reasons. And I felt like that looked really cool to me. I don't know if you guys agree or disagree Um, in terms of like the looks and the visuals. The other teasers, I did get that feeling of it, it. It was like little kids playing dress up. However, I got this. I get that same exact feeling with almost all of their like hard quote unquote comeback. So like, um, I got that way. I got that feeling from limit, limitless. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I I didn't. I don't get the, get it from their softer comebacks. Like they had a song called Touch. I didn't get the try hard feeling from touch. I didn't, you know what I mean? I don't get that. But even when NCT Dream did go, go was super try hardy, but it was cute at the same time. And it wasn't straight up ripping. I mean, obviously everything in K-pop kind of takes something from black culture, but go was different in how it's hard to describe if you've never seen the go music video <laughs> um, and or heard the song. It's, it kind of sounds like almost slightly EDM ish. So, um, but yeah, I'm not going to judge it based off of these teasers. I am optimistic because I know what they're capable of. And like Matt said, she said she got that vibe of Limitless plus Cherry Bomb. I like Cherry Bomb. Limitless is, um, I mean, she can go have a seat somewhere, but I do like Cherry Bomb. Well, speaking of comebacks, Monster X released their newest all English language album, All About Love, on February the 14th. They appeared on the Kelly Clarkson show on the 13th. I did not watch that episode, so I don't know how they did. I'm assuming, though, since they have English language speaker, that he did most of the talking. And we, neither of us has heard the album yet, right? all about love so we can't really speak to the quality although i will say that just from rooting around from some of the non-mom bb sites uh there was some disappointment in some circles with the album from what i gathered there were some people that felt like it was very 
I think one person commented they felt like the like color or the I don't know what you would call it the like quality that makes a Monster X song a Monster X song was not present like that the songs were watered down in some respect and that was what I gathered from a few people now obviously you know there are a lot of people that probably loved it and we haven't listened to it yet so we can I you know I personally don't know whether or not I mean they did a song with Pitbull so I mean, there's that. But with Nat, I think you said that they debuted on the Billboard charts. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I thought you said. I thought you said earlier, so that's why I, I men- mentioned. I mean, I guess we wouldn't know yet since they. Well, I mean, I guess they would. Uh, well, yeah. I, maybe. Maybe. Uh, I'll check out, like, their Wikipedia, like, real quick. But, yeah, I haven't listened to the album yet. Uh, I do want to, because I really did like their English songs that they uh, debuted last year. I, I pretty much liked everything <laughs> that they dropped in English. So, uh, if the fact that it's not, I guess, the Monster X color that people expect based on their Korean music, it probably works out better for someone like me. Who doesn't who's not a big fan of Monster X in general, uh, based on their Korean discography. I think the only song I ever really liked from them was Beautiful. And so for me, I'm hoping that this album is gonna be like good and I'm gonna like it. And and uh I do see that they have done like a lot of promotions in the US and or just like English language sort of promotions for it. So that's good. And I mean the fact that they're working with uh <laughs> it's it's pretty crazy how like uh international it's becoming to the point where it's not like they're just working with you know english uh english artists they're working with uh you know latin artists and they're working with um other types of japanese and things like that so it's kind of cool to see the non-english speaking world sort of come and work together although people is i think he calls himself mr international he, mr. i guess because Mr. Worldwide. Yeah, Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. So <laughs> so I'm yeah, I'm gonna I'm I have it, I have added it to my uh Apple Music. I just haven't had a chance to actually sit down and be able able to sort of go through it track by track. Hey, maybe we'll like it enough to do like a mini episode on it. Who knows at this point? Uh but I'm really I am really interested and excited to to try it. Jimin? So Monster X came out with a new album? They sure did. They okay. Did. Um, <laughs> um, well, I'm going to listen to it because um, kind of, I'm kind of inconsistent or concur with what Nat said about last year. Their English tracks really didn't impress me. Who Do You Love and Middle of the Night are both incredible songs to me. Who Do You Love is not on my playlist, but it's still a good song, um, mostly because of French Montana. Um but yeah, I it's strange because I feel like I I I really agree with Nat. Like they're Korean. I actually I kind of disagree because she likes one song. She said what beautiful. Yeah, I couldn't name a Korean song by Masa X that I would even give the time of day. Their their Korean tracks are not like they don't they do nothing for me. 
um, where it, but it's the exact opposite with their English tracks. So I am more than willing to listen to an English album by Masa X. And honestly, I've been rooting, trying to root for them, not necessarily active root, actively rooting for them, but trying to root for them since they did We Bear Bears last year. Was that last year, right? Or was it 2018? I think it was last year. Yeah. Um, ever since they had that episode on We Bear Bears, I've been trying to root for them because I just, I think that is so cute. And I think that they had, they're taking a really awesome approach to this international business. Um, and they're doing it in a way that, again, no other company is doing. So, um, well, their company is doing it in a way that no other company is doing. So, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a chance for sure. Cool. Well, maybe that is a future episode. Uh, we'll have to get on that and listen to it. They have, Next. um, sorry to interrupt, but they have a Will I Am remix to Who Do You Love on this album. That's okay. <laughs> I'm already actually removing it from the playlist. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> Why does he keep getting work? Okay. Finally, we are getting to Blackpink. So, Blackpink is reportedly preparing a major global project. Uh, on February 11th, a global music distribution representative reported that they are secretly preparing a major project of the largest scale to date. And in response to the reports, YG commented it is difficult to confirm at this point. Then they added, they will repay with good music and positive news as fans have waited for a long time. We would be thankful if fans wait for official announcements made in the future. We ask for your understanding. The response on Twitter, I noticed Nat or Jim and one of you guys pretty much put, you know, reported on it on our Twitter and pretty much said the equivalent of I'll believe it when I see it uh it's kind of a weird thing to well I guess maybe they don't want to make a definite like statement on it but it's kind of a weird thing to say it's difficult to confirm you know either you're doing it or you're not um they're supposed to be making a comeback early this year or it was reported that they were so there's no telling what they're doing and what YG is planning I don't doubt that they're doing something big with them only because, I mean, they're, they are the biggest moneymaker at this point, other than Big Bang, I would think. So they, and they're the only one with, I mean, Big Bang has Coachella, but they're the only one that's really got international buzz. Although, I mean, I guess they still have it. It would make sense to me that they would try to do something large scale. I mean, I'm thinking like an endorsement or something maybe that they're working on. I, you know, it's no telling. What do you guys think? YG is full of lies. I, I, this is just something, you know, when you've stand big, big and 21 for so long. And there was always this, Oh, we're working on a new album. The album comes like five years later, or we're working on steel's new music. It never came. <laughs> so I don't believe anything. And as you mentioned, it's like, you know, or you don't, you're the one who like, you are, you are in charge of these things. You are the one making music and releasing it. You are the one helping them sign these deals and things like that. You should be the one to know out of everybody if they're going to be coming back and when they're coming back, because this is stuff that you plan. So it's kind of stupid for you to be like, 
oh, well, you know, Blackpink's our artist, but I guess we don't know what's going on. We'll see. It's behind, it, like, it, it's too hard to tell right now. Like, what? <laughs> what are you even talking about? And then on top of that, um, some people were saying that they there was like a, a teaser kind of, or um, like a title for an upcoming Blackpink documentary on Netflix. So people were kind of getting excited about that. And as I said, I will believe it when I see it. At this point, from what I've been seeing lately, the girls are just uh, promoting Kia. Jenny's doing some phone thing. Lisa's maybe doing a fashion line. Like these are just things that they're doing on their own uh, as more of a promotion for themselves. Not much that I'm seeing for the group. I know they did say it was supposed to be in like the first quarter, but we're already in like nearing the end of February. So I doubt that they're going to adapt anything before May or April, to be honest. I just don't see it based on the time it takes to actually create work and also the time it takes to tease it and get all that stuff ready. Uh, But I mean, they will have to drop an album soon, whether it's a mini or a full album, because as you mentioned, they are pretty much the money makers at this time. And who knows what's going on with Big Bang and Icon and Winner are still doing things, but they're not the top tier like at this point that Blackpink is, especially on like an international level, level and just with the endorsements that the girls get. So in order for them to tour and make more money, they do need to drop some new music because they only have 13 songs. Yes. So <laughs> uh, it's going to come soon. I probably would say it's probably going to come in the first half of this year. I would expect to see a new Blackpink, either mini album or a full album. And then, yeah, they're going to probably want to do something different. So instead of doing Blackpink House or Blackpink Diaries on YouTube, they're probably going to do maybe they will do like a documentary that shows, you know, how the group got put together and just sort of the things that they've been through together as a group. Uh, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know at this point. It's sort of YG looks like he might actually be indicted on something. So, I mean, I don't know how that's going to affect things as well. (laughs) If that's what's slowing things down. I also heard a rumor and I'm going to say disclaimer, this is a rumor. So I don't know if it's true or not. But I heard that there was some friction between YG and Teddy because YG was trying to remove some credits that Teddy was owed. And so because Teddy does create the music for Blackpink and pretty much everybody at YGE, there might have been some friction there. And that might have contributed also to the fact that the girls were supposed to all have solos and only Jenny got a solo. <sighs> at this point, who knows? <laughs> it's, it's like a giant question mark. Jimin? I kind of disagree with the believe it when you see it thing because I remember we were in the same position this time last year and everybody was saying, oh, Blackpink's not going to have a comeback. I was one of those people uh, there. You know, they just had, uh, you know, what was it? D4. They just did D4. Like they're not going to do another song a, a year later, you know, um, because they're not known for that. They're known for releasing one song every five or six years. So a lot of people were really doubting that they were actually going to have a comeback. Yet, lo and behold, we got Kill This Love. Now, was that a quality comeback? No. M- maybe not. You know, no. Most is, is the is the answer I would go with, right? But it was a comeback nonetheless. It, it was, they put music out uh, and they entertained the masses and they did. They broke records with Kill This Love. Which I, I just think that we should have a little bit more hope a little bit more faith and optimism. 
Okay, moving on to Parasite, the very first foreign film to win the Best Picture Oscar. I think I read the actors and Bong Joon-ho are, you know, Hollywood darlings at the moment. And it's a great, it's a great story. I mean, the film, everything I've heard about it is really great. Um, it tackles an interesting topic, um, class disparity in South Korea. And Bong Joon-ho has been getting accolades for many, many years now. So Parasite's gotten tons of accolades. Bong Joon-ho is, uh, he's gotten great reviews on his films for many, many years. And, you know, he's finally kind of getting his due um, in Hollywood. And it's a great story. Um, most people, you know, I, there is no backlash against them winning. I mean, most people were either intrigued by the film or, you know, were happy that they won. Unfortunately, K-pop fans kind of have to ruin it all because the day after Parasite won, K-pop fans and some armies uh, came on Twitter and tried to make it about them and made it like Parasite's win was a win for K-pop. And some people even tried to say that BTS paved the way for Parasite's win and all of this stuff that really has nothing to do with Bong Joon-ho or the film's achievements. In my opinion, they just happen to coincide together. I mean, South Korea is having a great moment culturally, but K-pop and the film industry do not meet. Um, as far as I know, as far as I understand. So I don't see how they're making the connection here. I, you know, Ace performed at the after party for Parasite, which was interesting. Apparently there are some connections there as far as like they, they knew some someone that worked on the film, knew them or knew someone that worked for them. And so that's how they got that gig. But yeah, I, of course, you know, I knew people were going to say something like that, but yeah, I, it's interesting to think that at this point in time, Parasite is more well-known in the U S probably than BTS is. What do you guys think? So first I want to congratulate the creators of the film and the, the, talent that participated in the film i watched it and i really liked it i mean i watched it a long time ago though like way before it had oscar buzz it was i loved it i mean it it keeps you really engaged i understand really why it ended up being so critically acclaimed i am really really shocked to hear that it's the first foreign language film i mean actually i don't know if i'm shocked or not I guess I'm shocked in the sense that it's 2020 and it's it's like the first foreign language film, considering there's been a many, many incredible foreign language films. But I'm also not shocked because it's the Oscars. So <laughs> but yeah, like I I think it's a great thing. And I think that what I've seen, it's definitely seems to have made South Korea proud, you know, um, just as a country. And I think that's always cool when you can, you know, 
when you can sort of instill a sense of togetherness in the community that you come from, just because you accomplish something that um, has previously been seen as like, first and foremost, Oscars have always been seen as a prestigious award, but also just seen as a huge sort of obstacle to overcome, so to speak, or like a barrier to entry in a sense. I think it's cool. It's sad that there had to be a barrier of entry in the first place, but it's pretty cool. I understand. You know, some people just don't want to read films is what they say. Like, I know Dre, even this film has done so well that it had Dre and Michelle. I know some of our listeners may not be familiar with her. She um, is your local bird. I believe she was with Chris Brown at some point. She's been with some NBA players. Um, but it even had her commenting, which is just so shocking because it's like two different worlds, right? In a sense. And, you know, so of course she made a comment about like, I got to read the whole movie, <laughs> which I do kind of understand the idea of like having to read movies, no matter what like language you speak natively. Like I can understand why some people would think, oh, American people or British people, like you're so privileged to say that. But I can totally understand like if, for example, there's a lot of American films that get exported to South Korea and China and all parts of the world. They have to read our movies too. You know what I mean? So I, I, I can so totally kind of get that unless you just want like a horrible anime dub, which anime dubs in du- anime dubs work better just because it's, it's animated. Right. Um, anyway, I got way off track. That's really, really, really an accomplishment in this incredible movie. I suggest people, Check it out. Um, but beyond that, I want to talk about Ace, okay? Um, Ace went from debuting in their draws to performing for the cast and crew of one of the most influential films in South Korean history, probably. That is quite a feat. I mean, I'm sitting up here looking at the the stills right now from all the, their music show, Countdown show performances, where they were literally like in their underwear to get attention, basically. So that's incredible. They should be patting their, themselves on the back. I mean, I know that they, I did read that they had a connection, um, which got them, you know, to perform. But even so, like, it's not like Ace's, exo status they're not like the nation's boy band you know they're not you know they're still relatively new i would say so for them to get that sort of distinction i feel like their stock has just went way up i mean do you guys feel like that's off base or do you feel like them having this sort of i don't know i feel like that's a the, they you can get a lot of clout from that do you feel like parasite has that much clout to make aces stock go up in, in the k-pop world like in south korea i should say yeah, I don't know. I don't think that anybody's still checking for them. I mean, it's a great distinction. But I mean, I guess what I'm yeah. saying more so is I don't think they're all, all of a sudden going to become an overnight hit. I mean, it's been a week and yeah. like at the top of the charts. What I'm saying is, is um, it gives them sort of a distinction. It's kind of like, of for example, just to give an example. Um, it's kind of like if all of a sudden Beyonce name drops you. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I see what you mean. Like, you have that. Yeah, people might take it yeah. slightly more seriously, even if it's not like you're going to just all of a sudden become overnight seller. We know how K-pop is. We know who K-pop is targeted towards. I don't think that's necessarily the case because the people who are into K-pop probably aren't necessarily high art people checking for Parasite and vice versa. Parasite, and it's, you know, the the clout that it has now, in a sense, which is, eh, that's a conversation with another day, but it's it, it's a fact, right? I just wonder if, 
for that for that one person, people might go, oh, it might have more name recognition for Ace, even if it doesn't translate to sales. Does that make sense? No, it does. And I agree. I absolutely do agree because now people be like, oh, well, you know, before it was like Ace, who's Ace? Nugu Group, Nugu, Nugu, Nugu. And now it's like, oh, Ace, they performed at the Oscars after party for, you know, this historic moment in like Korea's just about to like name streets after these people and like open a museum. So really? I mean, yeah, like it is, it's, it is a big deal. Well, I don't know about the street thing, but they did say they wanted to open a museum. Uh, for the director so like i can't think of any other film that has gotten that type of reception like from its entire country you know what i mean people were saying bts paved the way for parasite is that like a thing that happened that is a thing that happened okay ash can talk more about that though because i don't want to get it i don't want to get the facts wrong oh well you were kind of the one that told me uh what's my (laughs) i don't remember this i feel like that's not a fact (laughs) I feel like you're the one that kind of told me about that, about at least about the the ones that were saying that BTS, if without you know BTS and and K-pop blowing up, that you know this is like the natural evolution of that is Parasite winning. I do. I did remember seeing Twitter posts about that. I will say, um, and I do know. I, I guess my brain is like blocking that out because I try to tend to block out garbage takes but um <laughs> it was this sort of like k-pop set the precedent and yes it was the whole bts pave the way thing um i feel like people are starting to think that if anything is asian that somehow it's popular because k-pop is popular and k-pop and they, and i think the the irony that that uh, that applies to all of this is that mm-hmm. K-pop is not popular. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, it's so ironic when people say that because I'm like, I don't think K-pop has as much clout, like nearly as much clout as you think it does. Like, yeah. And also like if, if any Asian culture is going to take credit, I feel like Japan pretty much won that. So <laughs> yeah. Like if you ask any average person, like yeah. any average person, anything they know about Asian culture or anything they know about an Asian country I mean, obviously, China is a big country, but I'm talking about like the deep, intricate aspects of like the entertainment industries of these countries. It seems like the average person, they if but when you talk about Japan, like they'll at the very least know like stuff about anime, like the Japanese entertainment industry. They won't know anything about the Chinese entertainment industry, but like but they'll know stuff about like anime, right? Or they'll know like small things um, about like maybe a Japanese actor who was in an American movie. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, stuff like that. Um, I cannot say the same thing about K-pop. Nope. Like, I don't, the average American person you talk to them, they're not going to be able to be like, like, honestly, I had to, every person I talked to about K-pop, I still have to explain who BTS is. They have never heard of BTS. Yeah. And I usually, the biggest group in K-pop. I usually get people who are like, oh, I heard your group was, at this thing and like 50% of the time it'll be BTS but the other 50% of the time it'll just be a random group that just happens yeah. in Toronto and they'll be like oh I heard your group is here what's their name what's the name I'll be like BTS and they're like yeah they're playing here and I'm like that was NCT <laughs> no, I'm deceased like that's serious <laughs> like for real and and or it'll be like you know 
when TMZ just came under fire because they confused Ace with BTS. And I'm like, BTS has literally been confused with like any K-pop group who has had any connection to America, except for Super M, ironically, so far. So it's like even the most popular group doesn't have the name recognition that I think a lot of K-pop fans think it has, you know? Well, I feel like because like K-pop itself is so saturated with news from, you know, specific groups that are like always, you know, breaking records and doing things like when we step out of the K-pop bubble, you start to see like what's going on in the real world. And just the fact that, you know, what you're seeing a lot of is not necessarily what people out who are not interested in K-pop or maybe are in the peripheral of K-pop are even interested in, you know? So I think that's also something to sort of keep in mind. Like, yeah, you know, in the K-pop world, things like performing at these award shows and stuff like that, that's huge. But for most people who are watching these award shows, they're just like, oh, these are more people I don't know, you know? Like, right. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like if anything was going to break into mainstream American market, I don't feel like it was going to be K-pop. I felt like it all, like it was always going to be something like a film or a drama. Yep. And in some ways, I feel like the dramas have and the variety shows definitely have like the King of the Mask singer is a huge. Tip. Oh, yeah. And also nobody paved the way for Parasite. OK, <laughs> <laughs> Parasite did what it did on its own because, you know, according to a lot of people, it is a fantastic film um, about capitalism and how much it sucks, which is even funnier. Like when you look at the fact that it's Hollywood that's embracing a movie like Parasite, which is from by all accounts extremely critical of Hollywood and the rich people in it. But you know, I digress on that because <laughs> with Parasite, I, yeah. I didn't get when I was watching Parasite. The main thing that I got is it's critical of um, the wealthy. It's yeah. it well extremely critical. That's like the main focus. Yeah. But I think that it's also kind of critical of um, the way our society values like perfection in a sense because there's like. I'm not going to spoil too much, but there's like, well, this part is in the trailer where the mom says that her son is like an artistic genius. So like the reason, the whole reason why they hire the tutor in the first place is because they want their children to be perfect, which is something that every society can relate to. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, but I, I'm really interested that you said you got the vibe that it was like critical of Hollywood because I didn't. Well, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. I just, um, by what people said, what people were saying about it. Um, and just like my friend at work, you know, they watched it and they, you know, explained like about the plot and things like that. It's like, I wouldn't, okay. I did say Hollywood, but I mean, mostly I, I meant really just rich people. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Cause I was like, yeah. that might be looking through, looking at it through like a Western or like an American yeah. lens because exactly. I, I didn't get it Hollywood specifically. I didn't get Hollywood at all. I got like, like you said, rich people for sure though. Yeah. But I mean, because Hollywood is made up of rich people. Uh, <laughs> um, but yes, you know, in closing, congratulations to Parasite. Maybe I will watch you one day. I have actually um, enjoyed other films by Sorry. Bong Joon-hoon. So mm-hmm. I, I think that, you know, maybe one day if I'm in a mood to watch something that's not just a comedy or fantasy, I'll want to watch it. But anyways, yes, as I said, congratulations to Parasite. Congratulations to the cast. Uh, and, you know, they did it on their own. They didn't need any help from K-pop and the K-pop world. 
and stop trying to take credit for their work. No one's trying to take credit for your work. So please don't do it. I want to add to that. And I want to say, actually, old boy paved the way. So (laughs) K-pop did not pave the way. It was old boy. Anybody who knows anything about film, because uh, here's how I feel. If you can get Spike Lee to remake your movie, that's how you know your movie has crossover appeal. Because Spike Lee quite literally, he quite like, he makes very black movies, put it that way. Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah. Okay. Oh, I thought that old boy was was Korean. I thought, I'm for long time. You thought I've been talking about the American version this whole time? No, no, no. I no. Oh. I just knew about it from the manga version. So I was like, I always thought like when they. I never watched the movie, right? So I mean, I'm just like coming in from a place of ignorance here. But whenever people talk about Oh Boy, I thought like, oh, it's a Japanese manga, so they probably made like a Japanese version of it. But the the really popular one is a South Korean version of it. Mm-hmm. Didn't realize that. All right, you learn something new every day. But it's got okay. Now that you say it like that, though, you can totally see the Japanese parallels. Yeah, it's also oh, like really just a creepy storyline, but it's yeah. so good. Like the way that it's done is really what is executed very well. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, we have a special announcement and I will throw it over to Nat to kind of give the particulars. Okay. Uh, weird. Okay. Hi, lads. So we have started our new website, which I hope that you are all checking out and enjoying. Uh, We definitely want to put a lot more content on it. We're just, you know, in the midst of of deciding what we want to do and how we're going to build the Nyan. I don't want to say empire, but I kind of want to say empire. (laughs) Empire just sounds so much cooler. Uh, Okay. Anyways, uh, the Nyan brand. And so we do have a Patreon up. And, you know, we're not telling you guys to donate any money to it. Uh, But if you'd like to donate, you know, money for a coffee or something like that, please feel free. Uh, We everything we do is because we love it and we're passionate about it. And we we really enjoy talking to each other and sort of like sharing our passions. But we don't get paid for it. And so sometimes we can't do the things that we would want to do with the podcast and with the website. So, I mean, if you guys have anything you want to, you know, do to sort of support us, uh, definitely reach out to us, you know, like, share, retweet, respond, you know, tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your grandma, you know, just tell everybody. (laughs) But also if you can, you know, and you have some some coinage to share or to spare, um, please feel free to go to our Patreon and hit us up. It'd be greatly appreciated. And I don't know what we're going to do if we're going to like mention it on the podcast or if we're going to do post about it. But I mean, we're definitely so super crazy appreciative of everybody who takes the time to listen to us and to comment and, you know, to share and, we definitely appreciate everybody who you know shouts us out and gives us a listen and a like and things like that and we want to continue to bring you content that you like and bring you content that we are passionate about and we love and we care about so as i said if you guys have you know want to want to help us out just go to our website it is 
on the content page. Where, and where can we find where can we find the Patreon if we just want to go directly to your Patreon? What's your name on Patreon? It's Nyan Edisons. www.patreon.com slash Nyan Edisons, which is N-Y-A-N-E-T-I-Z-E-N-S. And also, you know, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and SoundCloud. You know, all the regular hangout spots. Thank you very much, Nat. Do we have any shout outs? Yes. Shout out to Monster X for All About Love. My new favorite album of 2020. I feel like it's going to be my favorite K-pop album of the year because it dropped the same time. I listened to Dreamcatcher first this morning and then I listened to Monster X. And Dreamcatchers, I thought I was going to love, was all right. Monster X's album is just everything. It's so good. It's it is like a romantic sort of like love album. So I mean if you're not into that, you're probably not gonna like it. But they got the production, they even got the vocals, which I mean I was not expecting. I mean, I'm not saying they're like voice to men or anything like that, but they do <laughs> they do a good job with they do a good job with what they have. Okay. But like as I said, the production, the melodies, the way they sing, everything is just so perfect. I think I was like listening i was listening to this this album like nonstop today and i think like it, it starts with who do you love so i mean it really start it starts at the top tier and then it goes i think by about miss behave which is like the eighth song of the album that's the only song that i felt was a little like mm, but it was still a good song so i would love to do an episode on this album <laughs> okay i really want to listen to the album because yeah. i was yeah. so impressed last year by middle of the night and um yes. who do you love um, even though Who Do You Love, once again, is not on my playlist. But I will say this. Usually, if Nat likes something, I hate it. So <laughs> I'm a little bit questionable on whether or not it's actually going to be good. But we'll see. <laughs> Give it a try. Like, I maybe because I also watched To All the Boys I Love Before Part 2. I think. The oh, my before. God. The Netflix show? Yeah. That movie was so cute. And then because the album, as I said, it's all about romance it is all about love so it's shout out Ooh. to monster x doing big things love it all right g-man any shout outs shout outs to some of my favorite greek greek figures in greek mythology shout outs to Giannis and his baby Giannis just had a baby guys shout outs to monster x like i've been really into their song so really shout out to them shout outs to yeah, you guys know my history with them. You know that it's not a positive history. You know that my um general thoughts on Monsex are not very positive. So the fact that they're getting a shout out from me, I feel like is quite an accomplishment. So um yeah, that's my shout outs for the day. Everybody everybody wanna say happy birthday to Giannis's baby? Happy birthday. Wasn't the baby just born? Yeah. So. <laughs> what you trying to say? <laughs> so baby can't have a birthday? No, baby's not one yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, Korean babies have birthdays before they turn one. Is Giannis's baby Korean? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Did Giannis, the team Giannis, win the. Um... Uh, oh, that's a no. No. Okay. Well, I do want to give a last shout out. I know. Um, sorry, Ash. But I want to give a last shout out wow, to Golden Child. The golden child because you know 
I feel like they're, they're going to have a good year. I feel like we're going to eat our words and we're actually going to like a Golden Child song this year. We didn't say anything bad about Golden Child. Well, at least I didn't. So I don't have to worry about eating my words. <laughs> well, maybe I will eat my words. I'm fine with it. I like changing my mind about things sometimes. So, um, yeah. okay. Ash. And shout out to Pentagon. I listened to ah. Dr. BB again and Your stuck baby in daddy. my head. So... You know the pain this has caused me that this song has got this hold on me that it has. I, I, it's always amusing when you like a boy group or when you like a member of a boy group or something that a boy group does. It's always amusing. Well, the BTS album's dropping at the end of the week, right? Yeah, so she's going to quickly switch teams because she's going to see Jungkook. So. Well, not if he keeps that hair. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Unfortunate. <laughs> okay all Sorry. right all right thank you guys for listening and we will catch you on the next episode stay tuned to our next episode which will have a special guest um her name is deb and you guys may have seen her around twitter she was trying to get together a panel for K-pop fans of color and she's joining us on our next podcast so I'm sure she'll have some interesting things to say. She's interviewed Master X so we can ask her about that and yeah so watch out for that and thanks to you guys for listening to this episode and we will catch you on the very next podcast. Bye! Bye everybody! Good night.